5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in, everybody. Patrick Johnson show on this uh, Thursday. Nice to have you with us. Uh, big day on the program. Unfortunately, we uh, are not having our concert on the common uh, tonight. That was to take place with the uh, Chicago tribute band, Chicago Rewired. Uh, weather played a role in that and uh, seemed to be the wise Decision given everything that has sort of transpired weather-wise. But uh, unfortunately, uh, that uh, will not be going down tonight at the Town Common. Uh, there's a uh, date in the future that will be uh, rescheduled or replayed, and we'll let you know all the deets on that. Uh can tell you that uh, we have uh, an opportunity still to donate, because tonight was going to be the big concert on the Common, which is always free, uh, initiative to... Uh, help and donate the Greenville Chamber team that had suffered that terrible wreck uh, a little more than two weeks ago and was dealing with the, uh, you know, dealing with the deal there of uh, the medical expenses and having their lives altered. Uh, and you could still do that. We'll tell you how you could donate, uh, but there's a golf event coming up. They've actually opened a morning flight. So TJ Sawyer is going to be on with us in a little bit to discuss that. Uh, also, we're going to have in just a little bit, uh, well, a little later in the show, actually, uh, our guy Scooter Rogers, voice of the baseball Pirates, will be alongside. Uh, Scoot will be uh, in the hizzle. So, uh, Scotty Rogers, uh, first time we've had him since he was uh, named the voice of the baseball Pirates. Of course, you've heard a lot of his work throughout the season here on 94.3 The Game, but we'll have uh, Scotty on with us coming up in a, a little bit. Looking forward to, to bringing him uh, into the fold and having him on the uh, program this afternoon. Uh, thank you for joining us here. The ref Philip Pilkington is producing. He's also anchoring the uh, update desk. Uh, we're going to be uh, with you for uh, now till six on uh, 94.3 The Game, the flagship of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. We got Pirate Baseball coming up. More details on that. Of course, uh, we'll have the uh, series for you against USF East Carolina now in some of the latest projections. Looks to be a pretty solid third seed. Believe that uh, D1 Baseball, at uh, last I checked, had them as the third seed in the Charlottesville Regional. Uh, I'm just doing this off my memory right now. Obviously, UVA there. Uh, I think uh, Davidson was one of the teams that was scheduled to be in that regional. Oh, yeah, and UConn. That's the uh, familiar face as I've pulled it up here. UConn would be the number two seed. So the Pirates very familiar with uh, the Connecticut Huskies. Uh, and uh, that regional, the Charlottesville regional, will be paired nationally as it's being projected now again from D1 Baseball as the number four national uh, seed 
are with National Force, number four national seed Virginia Tech. Uh, ECU is also a number three, according to Baseball America, although this sends them to College Park, where Maryland, who ECU has already beaten this season, is projected to host as a number 15 overall national seed. How about that? ECU would be joining uh, that, again, as the third seed, according to B of A, with our BA, Baseball America, with, I'm thinking of the bank, with uh, Vanderbilt as the two seed, again, a familiar foe, obviously, and uh, Penn as the number four seed. Those are the latest uh, from uh, the projectors of uh, where the Pirates may be. So, uh, obviously, if you continue to win out, the schedule is a uh, pretty a pretty manageable schedule, let's just say, for ECU for the next uh, three, possibly four games. The Houston series could be tough, obviously. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, right now, East Carolina is playing really well. So uh, we'll get into some of that with Scotty Rogers coming up a little bit later on in the show. Canes are back on the ice tonight in Boston, game six. A lot of the people in that, uh, that follow, are following that series, save uh, from Beantown, believe that uh, tonight will be it. Uh, for the uh, series, and uh, originally I thought it would be wrapped up at six, so maybe not as played out as we had thought, but uh, so far the home teams are undefeated uh, in that particular series. We'll see how that plays out on uh, ice at uh, TD Garden tonight, but it'll be the uh, Canes, it will be, uh, or your Carolina Hurricanes, excuse me, although I'm back on the bandwagon now after the win the other night, and Boston, that's coming up later tonight, and we'll we'll discuss some of that tomorrow, how that uh, shakes out. Uh, if you've been listening to the station all week, you've heard our buddy Hayes Permar on 94.3 The Game middays. He's been filling in for Adam Gold this week. Uh, AG is uh, is out, and Permar on sports is in, of course, from Sports Channel 8. New York Post uh, with a tweet today, Arch Manning giving big hint for his future, football future, best college town. And our pals at Sports Channel 8 retweeted, huge for ECU. Now they're doing it with the tongue planted firmly in the cheek. But, uh, you know, if you are looking at the best college environment, Greenville's about as good as any around. It's one of the great college towns. So I thought that was funny and just worth throwing in a mention here. You know, we've talked a lot recently about uh, the Twitter account, Big Game Boomer, speaking of the Twitter machine. Uh, And uh, this is pretty interesting. I'm going to jump back to a couple things uh, from from weeks past here that I meant to mention. But uh, they came out with a tweet earlier today, right before lunch, the top 50 running backs entering the 2022 season. And uh, on that list, they have Keaton Mitchell as the uh, number 44 on their list. Again, there's no context or what have you for this. Deuce Vaughn. From uh, Kansas State, they have ranked as the top running back entering the 2022 season. Uh, The kid Robinson from Texas, Ohio State with uh, Travion Henderson, number three. So that's just a look at that. But uh, good to see that uh, ECU got some representation on that list, at least. Uh, Holt Naylor's getting some recognition as well. Uh, From yesterday, they put out the tweet, did uh, big game boomer of the top 50 quarterbacks entering the 2022 season. And Holt Naylor's was number 48 on that list. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, one and two, respectively. They've got Sam Hartman from Wake, number three. And the kid, Grayson McCall, number six from Coastal Carolina. So that's quite interesting. Jaron Hall from uh, BYU, a pirate opponent coming up, is number 26 on that list. Clayton Toon, Houston, 34th on that list out of the American. And Seth uh, Hennigan out of Memphis, 41st on that list. 
So that's from Big Game Boomer. They also had the deal last week about NC State and uh, East Carolina, and that's a rivalry game that should be played uh, every single year, that kind of thing. And look, I think that I, I 100% agree with that. I know the state people say it's not realistic and they should play every other year, and I kind of was on board with that with the scheduling. The realist in me understands that part of it. There should be some frequency between the Pack and Pirates playing on the gridiron. But if you're talking about uh, in a perfect world, should they play every year? Yeah, they probably should. I think it'd be a great way to open the season uh, every season. I think that'd be a huge deal. You know, State right now is in a mode where they're selling tickets. So that's, that's, you know, they, they can kind of say, well, we don't need to play. But there have been times they have needed that ECU fan base to come into the stadium and help sell some seats. And uh, there's been times, frankly, that ECU has uh, needed to, to step in and uh, or have State step in or, or a marquee opponent come in to help sell and push season tickets. That's less than what it used to be. But uh, that I thought that was kind of interesting uh, a few weeks back. And, and here's what I will say because, you know, again, I think the Pirates are probably yeah, – there, there's some benefits every year for both. Now, the, the people at NC State are going to say, you know, psychological advantage, the whole Debbie Yao nonsense. But I, I think if you're playing that game every year, you're looking at the economy, the economic help that brings to Greenville, but also the economic help, quite frankly, that that would bring uh, in and around the NC State community in Raleigh. Now, Raleigh obviously doesn't need a ton of economic help because that place is booming and they're building and people are moving there in bunches. So that's, you know, that's part of the deal that I think, you know, again, you can always look at it from the NC State standpoint. They can say they have nothing to gain. Well, they have plenty to gain because it's a quality opponent. And if you've seen some of those NC State schedules in in recent years, they're a little, uh, you know, a little interesting. Um, I, I just think that uh, – if you have that going on, and, and this summer is going to play out, and it's sort of some recency bias to a degree, but if you see that thing entirely play out, yes, they should play uh, annually, if not semi-annually. It should not be gaps in between the series. We'll get into more of that this summer because I can vet it out a little more. we got a loaded show today. Uh, also, just real quick, big game boomer back on the 4th uh, of May a little more than a week ago, I had Mike Houston, 47th, as uh, the top 50 friendliest coaches in college football. That'll be a fun list. We might just program everything around Big Game Boomer the rest of the way. I love it. Friendliest coaches in college football, Mike Houston. Well, he's a good Western North Carolina boy. All right, uh, we're going to grab a break. Uh, Tell you what, we got four tickets up for grabs to uh, the Saturday game. Uh, No, let's do Sunday game. Let's do the Sunday game for uh, the ECU-USF series this weekend. That's a 1 o'clock first pitch. Four tickets will be yours to the game on uh, Sunday. All you have to do is be caller 3 at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Be good to Philip. He'll be good to you. We will uh, have for you uh, a way you can help the people injured in that uh, terrible, terrible crash 
uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that the members of the chamber suffered here in Greenville, that automobile accident, and get outdoors and have some fun. Details on that, plus Scooter Rogers coming up on the Patrick Johnson Show, so stay tuned. Well, in case you missed it, uh, no sounds of Chicago coming uh, to you Thursday in the park. Haha. Uh-huh. Uh, because uh, because of the weather, we went ahead and made the decision yesterday to postpone our concert on the Common, which was set to take place uh, this evening. And Chicago rewired a really popular national act out of the Charlotte area, Chicago Tribute Band. And uh, they're going to be coming back for a rescheduled date. We'll pass along the deets. You can always go to our social media to stay uh, appraised of that. Apprised of that, I guess. And uh, that's what's going to be happening. Uh, Too bad because it was going to be a lot of fun tonight uh, with uh, a Chicago tribute band and uh, hearing some of these great tunes. Our old friend Mick Mixon, now retired from the Panthers, calling uh, Chicago the tightest band ever in the history of music. Big compliment. Uh, We have uh, for you now an opportunity to uh, open up your hearts and open up your checkbook. Our next uh, guest here on the program, longtime friend, Sawyer's Fun Park uh, owner. He is T.J. Sawyer joining us uh, here to talk about the greater purpose Foundation Golf Classic. TJ is uh, a man on the go, but he's got some time for us here today on the Patrick Johnson Show. TJ, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. How are you, Patrick? I'm very well. Let me uh, first of all say uh, what you're doing to kind of, uh, with others, to spearhead this greater purpose Foundation Golf Classic is uh, very, very cool. It's coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. And uh, big news that was kind of put out yesterday, uh, it's it's been such a success. You all have added a morning flight. So if somebody wants to switch uh, to the morning flight or sign up for the morning flight, they can do that now, right? That is correct. We uh, got so many texts and emails saying that they wanted to play and participate uh, for this purpose, and so, which is a great thing. Uh, So we have added the... Uh, 8.15 shotgun start, uh, so if they want to join in, either text me or email us at greaterpurposegolf at gmail.com, and uh, we can get you signed up. So, TJ, what is the greatest, purper, greatest Greater Purpose Foundation? Uh, how did that all kind of come about? Well, we had a uh, gentleman, Bobby Pennington, call me the day after the accident of uh, the four chamber members and said, what can we do? Uh, and they already had an event. The chamber had an event on May 20th anyway. And I said, well, let's do an afternoon flight. And that those funds would go towards those four members that were injured. Uh, and we kind of sat down and, and thought about it more. And we discussed it about this being an annual event. There's always someone in our community that's in need. 
mm-hmm. uh, whether it's uh, getting a service dog for someone or someone's home has burned down or it's just, it always seems like every year there's someone that needs something. So we thought, Hey, let's uh, make this an annual event. There's a greater purpose in life than just going to work every day. And so this is where it kind of ballooned from there. Yeah. Your chance to play golf with a purpose. It's the first annual greater purpose golf classic Greenville country club on Friday, May 20th. They have just opened the morning flight. Uh, team of four players, $500. It's a four-man Super Bowl format. Uh, there will be the 815 shotgun start for the morning flight, 130 for the afternoon uh, flight. Lunch, uh, which I assume if you've uh, got a morning flight, there'll be a little something to start the guys off and gals off with breakfast. But you can, you can have lunch once you come in, or you can have lunch before you go out, depending on which flight you're in, right? That's correct. We're working still through all these details. Uh, <laughs> it'll be the uh, fastest two weeks uh, turnaround for a golf tournament that we've ever done, I'm sure. But uh, Sam Jones is uh, offering the lunch at 12 o'clock for the players. So they've been uh, very gracious to uh, add uh, to that. And so we're, we're really excited. We're working on breakfast now. Uh, so we're, like I said, we're excited about everything. And the community has really stepped up and just said, what can we do? The uh, contact is greaterpurposegolf at gmail.com. Uh, there are going to be prizes uh, and chances to win prizes. First place uh, in the event, a couple hundred bucks, which I'm sure whoever wins it will, will donate it back as they should. Second yeah. place, a hundred bucks. Uh, there will be other gift cards you can win, more things. They'll, you can purchase the mulligan, the red tea buster. Uh, there will right. be chances to win a hole-in-one. Uh, there's a 50-50 drawing that day. And a uh, chance to win a four-wheeler. Uh, Park Boat That's Company right. has stepped up with that, so they're they're just it, it's it's kind of a, a standard golf tournament. But again, this is all going to benefit the medical care for the Greenville Chamber staff, our own Trent McGee, and his colleagues that were involved in this accident. And that's that's such a cool thing. Uh, and it's going to okay. be a lot of fun. Now, as an organizer, are you able to play? I know you play a little. Are you able to play, or you gotta you gotta be an organizer that day? Uh, I think I'm gonna organize in the morning, and I'm try to play in the afternoon. We'll see. Well, good. I'm glad you're going to get out there because that uh, it'll it'll be a great day. Uh, So this is the big news uh, from yesterday and today: the Greater Purpose Foundation and the first annual Greater Purpose Golf Classic benefits uh, the medical care for the Greenville Chamber staff involved in that terrible accident uh, a little more than three weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago actually, and. uh, you can uh, get in the morning flight now, or if you have an afternoon flight, you maybe want to move uh, to the morning. Uh, you can do that. Uh, again, you can email uh, TJ and company, greaterpurposegolf at gmail.com. Uh, TJ, I know the family members are providing updates uh, on all of that. They seem to be real positive, and, and, and thank the Lord everything is going in the right direction. But uh, uh, let me just thank you and everybody else involved with this because, uh, boy, two weeks ago that was some breathtaking news, and uh, – the initial reports were, were really concerning, but uh, even though it looks like everybody is trending in the right direction, they do have a lot of challenges. Everybody does ahead of them still. That is correct. Uh, there's going to be some uh, lifelong um, adjustments that will be needed. Uh, so hopefully these funds will help uh, with those uh, needs in the future. So you're right. And uh, really quick, uh, how's life at Sawyer's Fun Park? Uh, kind of, I, I imagine you guys are about to enter a really, really fun time of year for you all. Yes, uh, everything's exciting. We're moving in uh, 
hopefully uh, working on the permit to get uh, the phase three. Oh, uh, breaking ground on that. Hopefully uh, this summer or fall, which is the electric go karts and yeah, putt putt. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're really excited about that. So our team is working hard on that, uh, trying to pull all the permits and construction costs is not helping but we'll make we'll make it work <laughs> you always do and you always have and yeah. uh and and again this is the time of year where a lot of folk my, my nephew a couple months ago my parents uh took him over there and he just had the time of his life in the laser tag so uh really cool stuff and uh hey always great to to talk to you tj and uh we'll continue to push this uh you know the rest of this week and early in the next week right on up to the event next week Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, guys. If you want to give to that fund that will go towards the folks that were injured in that terrible accident from the chamber, uh, you just still have an opportunity to do that. You can obviously uh, make a checkout, and if you con- you can obviously make a checkout if you contact us here uh, at the radio station or at IBX Media. We'll be happy to uh, arrange that check make it out to the Greenville Chamber Team Charitable Fund if you do. But the simplest way may be to go to WTIBFM.com, the website for our sister station, Talk 103.7. Uh, and since there's no concert on the Common tonight because of the weather, but you still were planning on donating, you could do a couple things. We have a QR code you could scan on that web page or uh, however you may do it off your uh, tablet or phone. Uh, and that will be a way you can make your donation. Or you can, uh, again, make a check payable to the Greenville Chamber Team Charitable Fund. Uh, Or click on the Donate Here button, uh, essentially, on WTIBFM.com, and you can make your donation that way through PayPal. Scooter Rogers on the other side of the break. Looking forward to having Scoot on. Uh, But right now, we got Philip Pilkington standing by. He's got a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash update. Pilk, with everything you need to know going on in the Pirate Nation and beyond. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. We will start in the American Athletic Conference softball tournament. The morning started off with Houston knocking off Tulsa by a score of 5-2. The Cougars registered six hits in that contest, three doubles, a triple, and two home runs, meaning they went the whole game without a single despite scoring five runs. They will move on to play the number one-seeded Central Florida Knights tomorrow in the semifinals. The second game was between the Wichita State Shockers and the Memphis Tigers, the Shockers did what they do best all season long, hitting dingers. They hit four of them en route to a 22 to nothing win over the Tigers of Memphis. And in the final contest, the ECU Pirates fell to the Bulls of South Florida by a score of eight to nothing. The Bulls will advance to play Wichita State tomorrow in the other semifinal game. To the NFL, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was arrested today. No reports yet on if any charges will be filed. The Patriots are sending backup quarterback Jarrett Stidham in a seventh-round pick to the Las Vegas Raiders for a sixth-round pick. And the Jags have signed the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker, to a fully guaranteed four-year $37 million deal. The NFL schedule will release tonight at 8 o'clock on NFL Network. To the NBA, the Miami Heat look to close out the series against the Philadelphia 76ers tonight in Game 6 up in the city of brotherly love. However, they will have to do it once again without guard Kyle Lowry. Speaking of 
injuries will move over to the NHL. No word yet on the upper body injury sustained last night by Penguins forward Sidney Crosby and the Penguins lost to the New York Rangers. As the Bruins look to stay alive against your Carolina Hurricanes tonight in Game 6, they will have to do it without defenseman Matt Grizzlick. However, Hampus Lindholm will return to the Bruins lineup. He has not played since Game 2 when he took a hit from Andrei Shvechnikov, which caused him to have an upper body injury. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports update. Scooter Rogers will join the P-Man after this timeout. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, gang, it's Patrick Johnson. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest precision medicine using natural biologics. Growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've rather seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. 765-PAIN. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. I'm on site at the Gavigan Agency with commercial insurance specialist Nathan Brannon. Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Gavigan Agency. Great to talk with you, Hank. As you mentioned, I'm a commercial insurance agent for the Gavigan Agency and specialize in offering general liability, commercial property, business auto, and workers' compensation insurance to independent contractors, small business owners, and larger commercial customers throughout eastern North Carolina. Nathan, it sounds like the Gavigan Agency can provide just about any coverage a business owner may need. That's right, Hank. The Gavigan Agency is a fully independent insurance agency with access to some of the top insurance carriers in the region, and we offer a full host of insurance products to help protect our customers' personal and business insurance needs. As a graduate of East Carolina University, I am passionate about taking care of my fellow pirates. So give the Gavigan Agency a call today at 252-756-1400 and let them show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. 
and whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans hospitals because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Joining us now from uh, his uh, bat lair is the one and only voice of ECU baseball on the uh, Pirate Sports Network from Learfield and also 94.3 The Game. Uh, it is uh, the one and only Scott Scooter Rogers back on the Patrick Johnson Show. Scoot, how are you? Doing good, Patrick. How about you? I'm well. Uh, obviously, winning uh, helps with uh, your job. It's fun to call winning baseball and competitive baseball, but it had to be a thrill to be involved in dueling no-hitters last Friday. It was. It was uh, obviously a heck of a game to call, and uh, obviously nobody was able to watch it back in Greenville with no TV broadcast. But for the ones that were there, it was it was something to watch and probably something that I will never see in my lifetime again. But, uh, you know, we talked about it earlier today with someone. I said, you know, even take out the no-hitters in that contest you look at the pace of play in that game and we were in the ninth inning after just two hours and that's almost unheard of in today's game of baseball but uh it was it was something to watch and uh, like i said probably something that we probably won't see ever again yeah it's funny you go around and i've gone around doing a lot of softball this year and so you obviously the sports uh, intertwine quite obviously as they always have and it's interesting to talk to production people who work both and, you know, just from their standpoint, that's always the, I don't say complaint, but that's the, 
maybe to a degree gripe is the better word about uh, baseball is that, boy, the pace of play uh, is not there. Now, softball is snappy, but, you know, it can get bogged down like anything can. Uh, and any athletic event can, can get bogged down or, or feel slow. But um, I'm not asking you to solve all the world's ills here, but there are ways they're trying to speed up the game. That, to me, is, is uh, especially as college baseball gets more popular, that's the challenge in that sport as a whole in my mind, is, yeah, it's fun to go out to the ballpark, but in order to sustain that interest, and this is baseball's issue in my mind, and I'd love to hear what you think because you're, you're a true baseball guy. Uh, you know, it's that pace of play issue now in, nowadays. Yeah, and it is, you know, and, you know, obviously we've seen some long games this year with East Carolina, but, you know, going back to my Little League days, I mean, we even have long games, a uh, good amount there. You know, obviously you think a six-inning game shouldn't take that long, but we routinely – would have, you know, two hour, two hour and 15 minute games. And it's just, it's little things that combine to those, those long games. You know, if the catcher's not ready to warm up the pitcher in between innings, him getting his gear on, coaches taking mound visits, those sorts of things. And, you know, that carries over into the older divisions of baseball as well with mound visits, which you see Major League Baseball put in, you know, mound visit limits now for the whole game. And then, you know, we were at the Memphis Redbirds game Saturday night watching Alec Burleson play, and you could already tell that they had put in a lot of the new rules that from the uh, collective bargaining agreement this past year, they had the pitch clock going, which it started every single batter at 19 seconds, and it ticked down until the pitcher started his motion. Um, you know, you saw the larger bases out there as well. That was part of the agreement, mm-hmm. but you could definitely tell they were implementing a lot of those new pace of play rules. And, uh, you know, being a baseball guy, I'm, I'm for a lot of them, but then again, there's some I'm not for, like, for example, you saw the extra inning rule last year, in major league baseball, where you place a runner on second base in extra innings. I'm not for that. Right. I think that is a, a bad part in terms of trying to change the game a lot, but there is certain aspects, you know, pitch clock, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with it just because, you know, a lot of pitchers like to take their time on the mound, that sort of thing. But then again, I'm a fast paced guy and I like seeing games at a fast pace. But then again, you know, I don't, I think there's changes that there can be made to the game of baseball, but I think putting everything on it at one time and try to, instead of doing it almost at a slower pace, where you implement a rule here and there every other year, something like that, I think would be better than trying to, you know, throw all these new rules onto the game at one time. We've got the great Scooter Scotty Rogers on the line with us uh, here. Pirate baseball back in action tomorrow night, six thirty first pitch for USF, uh, and uh, Sc- Scoot will be on the call with Coach O for uh, the games this uh, weekend as the Pirates take on USF. We'll be on from five until six fifteen uh, tomorrow. Uh, right here on 94.3 The Game. So uh, my thing is this. I really like the in-between, and this is a few years ago, the kind of the warm-up clock or between-innings clock. I thought that was uh, something at AAA that they were doing that was really, really snappy. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the pitch clock yet because there is a little bit of the, 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 the romance of the game in my mind is a little bit of that ebb and flow. Uh, and I'm not saying that I, I love guys that work slow and it takes them 45 seconds between pitches or anything, but – I, I'm like you. I think we're starting – look, life's about adjustments, but my gosh, it, it just – at what point are we are we taking the spirit of the game away from the game would be right. my, and, my thing. And, yeah, and like you said, too, about the, you know, time in between inning clock, you know, we saw that at the AAA game 
in Memphis the other night. And that was the, that was a big thing. You know, you look at the game times, obviously it was a 15 to one game on Sunday at Memphis, but you compare those two game times with the Saturday game time. And because there was no TV and you're not having to wait, you know, I think it's two minutes right. in between innings for TV commercials and everything. You know, they were normally when we come back on the air, I think our, our in between inning break is a minute on the radio broadcast. And most of the time when we come back, the pitcher has still got, you know, three or four more warm up pitches. Friday and Sunday, when we were coming back from commercial, the guy, the catcher was throwing it down the second. And, you know, when you don't have to worry about TV and holding everything up for that, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time off the game when you're not dealing with TV. Seven wins in a row for the Pirates uh, going into this weekend. What is it that they're doing well that maybe they weren't doing as well earlier in the year? I think right now they've really, you know, kind of found their identity, I would say maybe. But, uh, you know, this team's putting everything together right now. And, you know, we saw a little bit of struggles at the plate at the beginning of the season, but really since conference play has started, that team has really been hitting the ball very well. And, you know, pitching, pitching, in my opinion, has been, you know, nothing short of stellar all season long. You know, you look obviously at the beginning of the year, you know, you had a lot of guys that are still throwing today that have a lot of appearances, Garrett Saylor, Carter Spivey, two, two guys are a good example there. But, you know, once this team, you know, we said it all season long, this team was going to figure it out, and I think they have pretty much at this point, and it shows with the amount of wins they're racking up right now. Uh, You've uh, worked with Coach Godwin very closely this year, uh, and, uh, you know, I've known Cliff for 30-some-odd years uh, at this point uh, in our our lives, Um, and uh, visit with him fairly often, but especially in season regularly. Um, and you know, I, I, I think there's Cliff's the ultimate competitor. That's the big compliment I could pay coach Godwin. And I, I think, well, what, what, what have been the thing that's impressed you the most, I guess, about coach Godwin that maybe you didn't fully realize or know before you got this gig? Um, you know, I know coach Godwin was like you said, a, a very big competitor, but you know, I think the, the best thing about this job has been able to interact with him off the baseball field. You know, it, when the t- during team meals, you know, going to the Memphis Redbirds game like we did at Memphis and just getting to know him off the field has been awesome, especially transitioning from a fan to the broadcaster of the team. But he's been he's been awesome to work with this year, um, you know, especially with this being my first year behind the mic and still learning a lot of this job to do. But uh, he's been great to work with and uh He's he's impressed me so much. Obviously, I was uh, a big fan of him before getting this job, and I've grown even a bigger fan of Coach Godwin since getting to know him on and off the field. Now. Coach O is, a, first of all, a brilliant baseball guy um, and just a great human being. But he's, you know, Coach O's got his quirks. I think you've done as good a job as anybody in getting Coach O to maybe open up a tad more this year. Uh, not that he hadn't in the past, but I, it just seems like you've really done a fine job the times I've listened in, in giving him plenty of room to, to talk, but also kind of bringing some things out in him. Um, by design, or is that just kind of how it worked out with the relationship? I think it might have just kind of worked out that way with the relationship, you know, knowing Coach O for so long, working, you know, basketball games with him and, uh, you know, just knowing him from that aspect and knowing, you know, sorts of things to bring out, um, especially with him 
being on the NCAA rules committee in the past, being on the selection committee in the past. And, you know, that's one aspect that's been fun to talk about, especially over the past few weeks, talking about, you know, how the NCAA looks at the selection for the baseball tournament, you know, looking at how many miles away teams are going to come from. And, you know, you look at Coach O and you say, hey, you know, the Pirates are sitting wherever right now in the RPI. And he'll go, you know, hey, you know, you're, you're feeling comfortable, but if you really want to feel comfortable, you need to be at this RPI, that sort of thing. And right. him having that kind of insider knowledge in how this selection committee works has been awesome to pick his brain on. And not only that, but just going back to his coaching days at East Carolina and asking him about, you know, how the game has changed from when he was the head coach here, how recruiting has changed. And then, you know, the biggest thing is how media has changed. Um, you know, obviously he didn't have every game on ESPN plus or anything like that back when he was coaching, but it's been fun to really pick his brain and then bring him out in the broadcast more because of that and show off that baseball knowledge he got. He has, because as you know, he's probably the most knowledgeable person in Greenville in terms of baseball. Scotty Rogers uh, on the line with us here. Pirates and USF coming up uh, tomorrow night at 6.30 and then uh, game Saturday at 4, 1 o'clock on Sunday. All games heard here on 94.3, the game with uh, Scooter behind the mic. You've seen the American, having covered the American primarily during basketball, did some other conferences as well, but uh, kind of, you know, day in, day out following the league, I thought they – were a three may certainly a three bid league in the NCAA. I thought that was right this year, and I thought there were some really good teams uh, in, in the conference. Not a a banner or throwback year in that regard, but I mean, I think a a better better than they were getting credit for in the projections all year, and that kind of bared out. Uh, I don't, in other words, I didn't think it was a one bid league. I thought that was a, a silly notion. Uh, probably deserved at least three bids. So. Uh, you've seen the baseball sans South Florida and Houston, but you've obviously paid enough attention. And there's been a lot of talk this year, especially with uh, East Carolina finding their footing earlier on, uh, that this may be a one-bid league. Is this a multi-bid league in your mind if, if you know, it doesn't work out where ECU gets the automatic bid or, or if they do get the automatic bid but somebody maybe overtakes them in the standings? I mean, how, how do you sort of view the American on the landscape? I think sitting right now, uh, if East Carolina wins the conference tournament, that this will be a one-bid league. If ECU does not win the conference tournament, I think this would be a two-bid league only because the only way that anybody else in the conference right now is going to get in to the NCAA tournament is with that automatic bid. You know, everybody else, RPI-wise, you know, obviously we're at 37 or 35 right now, I believe. Right. And that's that's really good for a three seed looking at the NCAA tournament. But then you go and you look at the next highest in the conference, and it's Tulane, I believe, in the mid-50s. And that's yeah. not really close for an at-large bid. And that team has, you know, they just lost two or three to Cincinnati. And so that's not going to look good at all on an NCAA tournament resume. But, yeah, I think, you know, if, if someone else wins the conference tournament, it's a two-bid league. But if ECU wins down in Clearwater, that's the only team in the American getting in. All right. You're uh, still doing stuff with Little League, right? Absolutely. I'll be there tonight doing PA for two games. All right. We talked about uh, the game at that level. You know, is the game being taught correctly? Is it sticking to the spirit of Little League? I mean, give some people some insight. I mean, I know it's huge in Greenville and everybody has some kind of connection to it, but you know, we got a pretty big audience here. It goes beyond Greenville. So what, what, you know, give us a little bit of insight into that experience because there seems like there is some, 
you know, it's the pureness of the game, but also when you get, you know, parents involved sometimes, it can get a little dicey. Yeah, and, you know, I think the biggest thing right now, especially at that 9 to 12 age group, is not focusing on one sport, not specializing just in baseball, specializing just in basketball, something like that, playing all your three sports at the respective times of the year. And that's one thing, you know, that a lot of people at that age group has struggled with. And obviously it's not the kids, it's the parents wanting them to do it because they think if they get up at six o'clock in the morning on a, on a very cold Saturday in the middle of October and go somewhere and play three travel ball games on some dirt field in the middle of nowhere that their kid's going to get a scholarship offer from Cliff Godwin the next day at 12 years old. <laughs> and that's obviously not going to happen. This and is a think- true story, by the way. This is a true – I don't know the specific story, but this is not a, a fictional account you're giving there. I mean, No, no, not at all. And it's not just a problem in this area. It's a problem all over you know the country. Um, and, you know, another thing is parents have, you know, a lot not saying ruined the experience for kids at the Little League level, but it's not helping, um, especially in terms of verbally abusing umpires. Um, yeah. you know, I, we have our, you know, everywhere is short officials right now at any sport and especially at the Little League level. We picked up a good amount this year of new guys uh, especially at the college age coming over from ECU work that worked in a Merrill's in the past but uh, you know we still struggle with getting umpires and you know like I said it's not just us the high school ranks have had to do it this year Uh, I know pretty much everybody in the state of North Carolina this year had to start doing JV varsity double headers on game yeah. days for baseball because yeah. they couldn't they couldn't get umpires well, for other days. I asked my um, dad, you know, he's he's now kind of been named the AD at Parrot again, and I was asking him the other night, why are you playing this game at night on a Monday? And he said, what's well, the only time one that we could get umpires that right. that date at that hour? And I mean, so that's that's a big part of it is, you know, uh, the availability. Uh, I, I don't want to run out of time here before we have a little bit of fun with you here. Um, <laughs> you and I are doppelgangers. I believe that's the pronunciation. Uh, now, I don't think you look as good as I do. I'm not going to lie. You're good. You're a handsome man. <laughs> you're a handsome man, Scooter. But uh, I don't think you look as good as, as I do. But, boy, there, there are some people having some fun with that this year, are there not? There are. And uh, I think Brian Weingart's really got the thing started on the fact that we look alike. <laughs> But uh, I will say we do look we do look a lot. We have alike. similar features. Have, yeah, yeah, I don't have I don't have the beard going on right now. I tend not to do it in the summer months. But uh, back when I had my photo, oh no, taken, when you have facial hair, we're we're dead ringers for one another. Ab- I think absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You probably dress a little bit nicer than I do most. Of the oh time. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You you <laughs> you've you've got a lot of good gear. I don't have right now, so that's <laughs> that's what I'm. Uh, so let me ask you this. If who would play you? Because this was the big thing on the Jimmy V thing, and I said you could play me in the in the story of the P Man. Uh, I've already got the, the the script written by Hooker Crook is the name the working name of the movie. But no, uh, seriously, who would play you? Who would play Scotty Rogers in in the Scotty Rogers biopic? Huh, that's a very good question. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any actors that actually look like me right now. Well, just but, look at uh, what I put on social media. I, we look yeah. alike for crying out loud. I just laid yeah. it out for you. Jack exactly. Black, you could you could do it. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I would love for you to play me. Actually, uh, but in terms of maybe actual actors, uh, I love the Wahlbergs. I would love to ah. see either Donnie or Mark Wahlberg play me. That's a good movie. call. I think, that, I think that would be fun to watch. That's a good call right there. Who would play uh, Weingarts? 
Who could play Weingarts in a movie? <laughs> that would be a special uh, talent to play him. Uh, that's a that that's one I'm gonna have to think of. Okay, and get back with you. That's a that's a special talent. To get play back Brian to me. Weingarts. Maybe think of RV. Maybe Randy Phillips. You got to get somebody who's a little <laughs> off the beaten path. Maybe Randy Quaid for Randy Phillips. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> now who would play? Now who would play Marvin Jarman in a movie? Oh, that's the biggest question. Yeah, yeah. Just Marvin. I, to me, you put Marvin in there. There you go. There you go. You can't. You can't. You can't duplicate or replicate Marvin in any way. That's, uh, that's a very good point. Before we uh, go, another little just fun thing here with you. Uh, you went from the traditional announcer headphones, which I love, to this stand-up mic, like Gary Thorne. I'm just thinking that's the only person. Well, I think Harry Carey used to do it back in the day. He was one of my great broadcast heroes. What made you go with the, the stand-up mic? I think a lot of it is, you know, obviously baseball games being so long and having the headset on for, you know, three, four hours at a time. But also I think it, you know, I actually got the idea from, you know, one person that I really look up to in the broadcast world, and that's Ben Ingram. He's the play-by-play voice for the Braves radio network, and that's what he uses. He uses a stand-up mic, and uh, he's a young broadcaster. I believe he's in – his mid thirties right now. And that's really got the idea from, and uh, I think it's, it's benefited me from that range. And two, because, you know, also, you know, in terms of baseball, you know, most of the time you're not talking too loud, but if you have a very exciting play, um, not having an engineer or anything like that in terms of audio levels, it helps because I can back away from the mic a little bit. Yeah. If I uh, get a little excited and not try to peak those levels a little bit. So there's a lot of, things that went into it but i think it's been i've loved doing it that way uh, over the past couple weeks and uh i still have to use the headsets sometimes with these broadcast booths that we've traveled to with in terms of how high the counter is or right, how low right. it is mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i've i've enjoyed using the the old traditional stand-up mic instead of the headset um not trying to just put myself apart from anything like that i just think it's a little bit more comfortable than the headset i got you all right hey uh great to talk to you thanks for uh, the time and uh best of luck uh to you guys the rest of the way i'm sure we'll catch up again very very soon and uh, you can listen to scotty rogers and cocho scooter and cocho there's no other broadcast duo in the country that has the cool names scooter and cocho nowhere else on the planet will you find this i'll be calling the baseball games this weekend you can check that out of course right here on 94.3 the game that's it ladies and gentlemen uh we are doing a three segment deal today enjoyed the chat with scooter so that's kind of why we went long uh with that uh big thanks today to him for joining us also to tj sawyer for taking a little bit of time again no concert on the common tonight because of whether we've got a uh, postponement date coming up Uh, Next concert will be in uh, two weeks when Craig Woolard and the Embers will be in town. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, great guests are planned. Among them, we're going to talk to Tom McClellan, who is uh, wrapping up his tenure tomorrow as the uh, football media relations guy for East Carolina. Uh, For all of those involved today, uh, we thank you for listening and participating and being a part. We'll be back tomorrow for the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great rest of your evening, gang.